podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Whistleblowers Daily, the show that gives you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each every weekday of the football season. I'm Mark Smith. These are your football headlines for Friday the 4th of November. Alejandro Garnacho scored the only goal of the game to become Man United's youngest ever non-English scorer in Europe. Man United beat Real Sociedad 1-0, but it wasn't enough to top their Europa League group. They finished second to the Spaniards on goal difference and will now have to play a two-legged playoff against a Champions League dropout to make the last 16 of the competition. Potential opponents for that draw include Barcelona, Juventus, Ajax and Sevilla. One English team avoiding that playoff game is Arsenal. They finished top of their group after beating Zurich 1-0 at the Emirates thanks to a Kieran Tierney strike from 20 yards. The Gunners finished with 15 points from six games. Mikel Arteta was pleased with the result. He said, job done. I don't think it was the prettiest game we've played, but we managed to win it. Good news for Arsenal and England fans as well. Bakayo Saka made an appearance in the second half to allay fears that he might be injured for the World Cup. West Ham have maintained their 100% European record. They beat FCSB in Bucharest. A youthful West Ham side included 18-year-old Divin Mubama and 16-year-old Oscar Skarls, and they swept aside the Romanians. Two goals from relative old head Pablo Fornells, and an own goal was enough for a comfortable victory. David Moyes said, Hopefully we are getting future pressure on the boys in the first team. All the boys played really well. They have a great spirit in the under-23s, there is great spirit at West Ham, and everyone is pleased for these young players. And FIFA has written to all 32 teams competing at the World Cup, telling them to focus on the football. Following a controversial build-up, host Qatar has been criticised for its stance on same-sex relationships, its human rights record and its treatment of migrant workers. The tournament starts on 20th of November. Those are your headlines. Okay, let's start with United. Uh, They'll be disappointed. They've got to play a two-legged game now in February, which not only is difficult and could hinder their chances of progress to the last 16 of that competition, I think more importantly, it just builds up their fixture list. They're going to have a very, very busy second half to the the season as it is. Adding two more games against probable very tough opponents is not what they wanted. It's not what they wanted at all, and it was a strange game last night, actually. They, they should have probably buried that game in the first half. Second half just showed they have a lack of options. OK, they've got Anthony Martial out injured, they've got Anthony out, and they had Sancho out with illness. But still, any team desperate for a goal and having to throw Harry Maguire on up front, you know, that's that's not a good indicator that they have a strong, strong first team, a first team squad. Arsenal have gone through, though. They were able to play a, a sort of second string last night, largely. Um, they had a good strong bench to to call upon if they needed it. They didn't in the end, but good to see uh, Bakayo Saka come on. That's that's excellent news. As a week ago, we were a bit concerned about him being out for the World Cup. And West Ham, okay, it's the Europa Conference League. It's not quite the same level, but you can't do better than that. I mean, it's brilliant. West Ham have always had a good academy. They've always been one of those teams you can rely on to bring through young, largely British talent. And last night, no exception. A bit gutted for Divin Mubama, really, because he scored that goal, right? I think that's his goal, but they're not giving it to him. They're saying it's an own goal. Is that the society we've become? That we are stripping teenagers of first-team goals, debut goals? That's unfair, but that's where we are. Um, okay, that's that's those headlines put to bed. Let's talk a little bit about the FIFA headline this morning. So this is Infantino, the the president of FIFA, has written to all 32 teams competing at this year's World Cup in Qatar, telling them now to focus on the football. 
Now, look, if you listen to this podcast, you probably already know my stance on this. You're probably also the sort of person that reads a lot of other football journalism and listens to other podcasts. So I'm sure you've had your fill of uh, opinion on whether or not this World Cup is a good idea. But I don't talk about it at length, so I'll just spend a minute talking about it now. This will divide people, but I would rather England weren't playing in this tournament at all. I think it's crazy that this tournament exists. We know why it's happening in Qatar. We know how they won the the bidding. You know, it's not a secret. (laughs) is it there's plenty of sinister stuff going on with FIFA and with the Middle East in general I think the Middle East and oil states are largely ruining football certainly in this country I think sports washing of any type is a disaster not just football we've seen it in boxing F1 golf if it was up to me I'd get rid of it all out of our domestic league and I'd rather have a a a less good product you know a, 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 a weaker Premier League but be able to watch it and not just feel awful about it. I mean, this is a tournament that's happening in the middle of winter because it's so hot that they can't play it in the summer. So instead it's happening in air-conditioned stadiums. Stadiums, by the way, which are just totems to slavery in the same way that the pyramids are. And yet we're all there supposed to enjoy it. A World Cup that is sponsored by dozens and dozens of these huge brands that at other times of the year will tell you that they are pro-LGBT or you know, pro-workers' rights. But it's nonsense. You you can't be. You can't be both those things and be sponsoring a tournament in Qatar. A tournament where they're telling gay fans out there to not... to not be gay. Just don't be gay for a bit. It's it's not... It, this whole thing is nonsense. I would rather England weren't playing in it. I think it would show a great statement. I think other countries may follow. Because otherwise, all we're going to do is wear a little armband. A little colourful armband. That's not going to do anything. It's not going to do anything. I feel reasonably strongly about it. I hate everything about this World Cup. We're less than three weeks away from it, and I could not be less excited. Um, but then again, I am part of the problem. I'm, I'm, you know, because I will watch it. <laughs> I'll end up watching it. So what, you know, what do you do? I don't know. Something to think about. Anyway, on that absolutely dour note. Uh, that's it for Whistleblowers today and this week. We'll be back on Monday to talk about the games from the weekend and any other talking points. Hopefully some news on on Wolves' new manager by that point. Lopetegui is the one who's looking likely to take over. Um, All right, that's all we've got time for. See you next time on Whistleblowers Daily. Sports Social Podcast Network.